You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. <clears throat> oh my god, does your movie come out tomorrow? Or se- on 7th? <gasps> yes, it does. <laughs> when she says my movie comes out tomorrow, she means Doctor Strange Doctor multiver- Strange. Multiverse of Madness. <clears throat> it's a big deal. Um, Alexis is a Marvel nerd. I secretly want to dress up as Wanda, honestly. <laughs> I really... <laughs> You have to. I really want to so bad. That would be fantastic. You know what? How about this? How about this? So I don't look like a complete idiot. I'll just crimp my hair because she has her hair crimped. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you should definitely like dye it the color, wear something she would wear. Oh, yeah. And just like completely just Just, become her. Yes. Not even Alexis anymore. Just put Alexis on the side for now. Yeah. Put her on the back burner. (laughs) Who cares about Alexis? Let's become Wanda. Let's become Wanda. What's your name? Wanda. Wanda. My name is Linda. Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Oh my god, I love her. You're such a nerd, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just feel like I'm gonna cry. I feel like I'm gonna cry. I'm You're gonna probably gonna it. cry in the movie. I totally am. You're gonna be like shaking, like, oh my god, it's happening. <clears throat> You're it's fine. fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're fine. Okay, um, can we just talk about just one second, just so I can get it out of the way? Okay. <sighs> The episode last week, uh-huh. I just want to say, if anybody noticed, whoever is a true fan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just kidding. Listen, the audio, okay, <laughs> like, I went into, I well, I almost, Krista had to talk me off a ledge. Yeah. The audio was genuinely not supposed to be like that. <laughs> Krista was echoey. Like, I didn't even realize, even in, during the editing process, like, that wasn't how it sounded until I uploaded it and Apple decided to do it without my permission. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, I love you, Apple. This is on the platform, but like still. So I literally stayed up till one o'clock in the morning to re-edit it and it still uploaded. It was just, it was just a big fail. <laughs> and we want to talk about like how that episode was about like you like controlling things and not being able to control any things. And the fact that that was the outcome You're like, well, is there hilarious. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Can't control it, but it's out there. So. Yeah. And I'm like, well. But literally, it sent me down like, shit. Yeah. Because it was almost like, shit, I failed as a podcaster. <laughs> like, this sucks. This We're going to be remembered for this. Yeah. Like, like, I am officially the worst, and I'm fucking done now. Yeah, this is it. This is it for our <laughs> platform. But no, I think, um, which actually brings us to... This episode, um, it's called Connecting to Your Heart, to Your Heart's Needs, Grammar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about like connecting to your heart, what it's needing, what it's trying to tell you. And I feel like this past week, my emotions uh-huh. have been on overdrive. And they've been very big emotions just, like, randomly popping up. Yeah. And even, like, with one little thing. And that's the thing. I wasn't even on my period. Um, so. <laughs> I literally have no- nothing to, like. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. um, and so that that whole, like, even, like, triggering thing of, like, damn, I'm a failure. Like, shit, I suck. Yeah. That, like, that, like set the tone for the week. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Like how how weird that just one negative thought like that, one huge negative thought can just transcend it yes. into my whole week. <laughs> but I think I just realized like like wow, I think my heart is trying to tell me something. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of like what is your heart or what has your heart been trying to tell you? Yeah. And what are the ways it has been trying to tell you? So basically, that little girl or that little boy inside, what is it crying out for? Right. I feel like so many of us, though, we, I mean, we've talked about it before, but we just, 
we live on auto drive. Like we don't like we feel these things and but we don't pay any attention to it. We don't actually acknowledge what's happening. We're not quote unquote self-aware mm-hmm. of like okay, I have this behavior, I have this feeling. So what is that behavior or feeling trying to communicate to me? Cuz it's those are your body's ways of communicating. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like okay, well we've talked about okay, well you need to be self-aware. Well, here's another little tidbit on how to do that. How to get connected so that you can be self-aware exactly and I think what started for me this week is like you know when you have like those like random drives where like all of a sudden you just go into like your deepest thoughts as you're driving (laughs) and then when you get to your destination like let's say like when you get home you just want to sit in your car because it feels peaceful even in the midst of these like really deep thoughts that you haven't felt in a long time Mm -hmm. and I found myself doing that a couple times this week which I haven't done in a while and so I was like in a way like I felt I felt safe to feel Mm -hmm. what I was what I haven't felt in a long time yeah or when something is brought back up or some thought or a trigger or a memory or an emotional flashback is brought up to my attention, it felt really safe to just be in the car. And it felt like, okay, if I don't leave this car right now, then that means that the world has stopped. Like everything in my world has stopped and I can finally just breathe and just focus on it. Yeah. Has well, it like, do you understand what I'm saying? I see. I see what you're saying because it's like, it, it's a safe space for you because that makes mm-hmm. sense because your car has been a safe space for you mm-hmm. to just feel your feelings. And so you're another another safe space could be like a closet or like your room or just somewhere where you actually can just like unload Mm -hmm. everything that you've been carrying. Yes. And I, and I found myself like not wanting to get out of the car. Yeah. Like there was a part of me, like this little, like my little girl inside was like, can you just please not get out of the car and just be with me? Yeah. Can you just feel these feelings? Yeah. And I'm like, interesting. Yeah. And I haven't felt her or felt myself be like that in a while because I felt like I have been on overdrive. My life has been very busy recently. Right. And so I was like, oh, wow. Oh, crap. I'm, like, realizing a lot of things as I'm talking about this right now. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to laugh, Krista, but I'm realizing that in that moment, my little girl just wanted to matter. Yeah. Above the busyness. Uh-huh. She wanted to matter above what we had to do next when we got inside my home. She wanted to, re- she wanted to know that like she mattered in this moment, in the moments ahead. Damn. You know what's so good about that? What? Is I feel like maybe she was like, listen, I, you and I have felt like we haven't mattered before mm-hmm. and now you're doing the same thing to me. You're making yeah. me feel like I don't matter. Yeah. And then I realized I was like, wow, like, but I felt like I've been with you. Yeah. Ooh. And so I was like. So I was just having this conversation. I'm like, why is all this coming up? And obviously, like, where my life is now mm-hmm. versus where it was a year ago right. is vastly different. Right. Um, and so I have this week after that whole encounter with myself um, in the car um, – I've I felt very big emotions and very emotional flashbacks of what happened around this time last year. Mm-hmm. And it felt like almost like it was happening all over again. It felt like really big emotions. And so I was just kind of like And then as I'm learning um stuff this week and I'm having like mentors talk to me and and like I'm realizing a lot of what I put myself through last year so basically what I'm learning right now is like like you do matter more than what you're going to do next or you matter that more than your job you matter more than um this podcast um you matter more than you know your friendships relationships you you matter more than any obligation you have in your life all your titles yeah yes Mm-hmm. and how, like, you need to put yourself first. Yeah. Like, I'm learning that right now. Like, Alexis, you need to put yourself first. You need to put your 
your heart first. And I was like, well, that's not what I was taught. Yeah. You know? And I realized I'm like, wow, in the church, as you're growing up, especially being a part of a church for so long and, you know, growing up in, you know, how we grew up, we were, I, I know that I was taught for me, I felt like my belief was like, well, I have to help people. Mm-hmm. Other people come first. Everyone else comes first and you come second. Yeah. Well, I feel like we were taught like that our titles are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like who you are in life, like as far as like, oh, are you a mom? Are you a dad? Are you a pastor? Are you ser- Are you going to serve? Are you a teacher? Are you a doctor? Like, are you going to be a really good friend? Or Like all these titles seemed like that was the most important thing in life. Well, and also like as a volunteer or a leader or anything, as you work in the church, they, they teach you to be like what you, what, what you bring in, leave it at the door. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter anymore, uh-huh. but it does still matter. Cause it's still pretty real to you. And it's still pretty, um, evident and present in your life. Yeah. Basically, whether you come inside a door or not. Exactly. Basically to like put yourself on the back burner and step into this role that we need you to be. Yes. And I, I realized I did that for so freaking long. And I, oh my God, I just, like, I just found myself, like, just bawling my eyes out this week. I'm like, wow, like, I was neglecting and abusing myself around this time last year, feeling like I had to be at this certain place at this certain time because, well, they matter more than I do, more than my heart. And what God was teaching me this week, what God is still teaching me, what I'm still in the process of learning is that, no, Alexis, you, your heart matters before you can ever help somebody else or before you ever have that desire to speak to somebody else. No, you matter just because you matter alone. Yeah. Not because you're going to help someone out eventually or because you're a vessel of mine. Like, no, I care about you because I just love you and I care about you. Exactly. I care about where your heart is. I care about where your emotions are at. And then when I had that conversation with God, I was like, whoa, I matter. Mm-hmm. And like for God to like completely say, you need to love yourself first. Yep. Was kind of <laughs> like, what? That's not what was taught though. You're supposed to use me so that I could help other people, not myself. Yeah, I'm supposed to help everybody else, like, and yeah. I deal with myself later. Mm-hmm. But that's actually wrong theology. That is the furthest from the truth. Mm-hmm. Because in the Bible, it says, you know, it's a, it's a law, it's a commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. But nobody ever talks about the phrase in that same exact sentence where it says, as yourself. How can you love others when you don't love yourself, how can you honor others when you don't honor yourself? How can you respect others when you don't respect yourself? Yeah. And and you can't because you're basically just doing what you think is right. What somebody has taught you, this is what it should look like. Not actually because this is something that is flowing from your heart naturally. Exactly. And so, and people always say like, well, you're supposed to, you know, flow from an overflowing cup. I'm like, you can't do that if you're not getting filled or, you know, just like having identity pour onto you and getting connected to your heart, getting connected to yourself, to the creation that God has made made you to be and then getting connected to God. But that's the thing. You shouldn't be doing that. The goal isn't to do that just so you can pour out to others. Yeah. No, the goal is just to be like, no, I just want to become my better self for me because that's what I deserve. Because I felt so low and so alone and abandoned and neglected and so unloved for so long. And I just want to matter. Yeah. I I mean, so I'm thinking back to when I first had like a realization that I genuinely didn't know myself and didn't know how to fill my cup because I didn't know myself. And it really was whenever Alexis and I were reading that untethered soul and they asked us, they were like, who are you? And so it was like, okay, well in my head I was like, well, you know, I'm Krista, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher. Um, I'm a daughter, I'm all these things. And so I was literally just like listing all these titles that I had. And later on it says, okay, well, were you listing titles? Like, 
a teacher or whatever, or were you listing titles? And in my head, I was like, oh yeah, I was. And they were like, so you mean if all of your titles were ripped away from you, you would be nothing? Yeah. And I was like, shit. Well then fuck, who is Krista? <laughs> like I had like this like aha moment whenever they said it that way. Because I was like, I don't know who that is then. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain that at all. And so that's kind of what led me into the, okay, well, I need to figure out who this person is that I'm living with <laughs> in this body. You know, that's what started that spiral thing. Yeah, and it's almost like kind of when you get connected to your heart, you're actually getting connected to your identity. Absolutely. And when you get connected to your heart, which connects you to God, it's pouring identity all over you Yeah, that whatever anybody else is saying outside of you in your external world, it truly does not matter. Yeah. I mean, you do realize how much your identity was what other people said you were not genuinely who you are. Exactly. And then like that whole thing that was like, I understand the heart of it, but like the whole, I am second, um, anthem that was going on for so long of like that foundation of I am second yeah and I know they were just saying well you're second and God is first totally God is first but you are in you do realize like God wants a relationship with you like it is a relationship with the father it is a relationship with Jesus like, the way we think of relationship here on earth is not the same of how God thinks of a relationship. Yeah. It is a partnership. It is one loving the other. It is one learning from another and, you know, vice versa. And one getting to know each other. And, like, the best thing about God is, like, he pours identity over us. It's like a, it's like a cycle of, like... Like, okay, I'm feeding myself, I am loving myself first, and then I am loving people well because I am loving myself well. Mm -hmm. And then now that I'm loving myself well, I'm loving others well. Okay, tomorrow I'm loving myself, loving others well. Like, it's a constant healthy cycle, you know, but you have to put yourself first. Yeah, you're not just, like, squeezing every ounce of energy that you have out of you in order to serve others. You have to fill yourself up as well in order to do that effectively because if not you're just, you're just gonna burn out yes and one of one of the quotes that I heard this week um from a, one of the people that I'm learning from is she said lead from the value of who you are not what you do mm-hmm. she also said that quoting her what I do matters, but who I am matters more. As in, like, basically how I took that was no matter what I do, yes, it's good. Um, like, how what I say, how I go about things, yes, that matters. But who I am matters more. God cares more about my heart's needs. Yeah. God cares more about the, the, the intention of my heart, the desire of my heart. And he, he just cares more about where I'm at. Yeah. And I feel like the best way to describe like whatever you say, who you are is imagine like locking yourself in a room and just being by yourself and your thoughts and your feelings for let's say even like a whole day like you have no interaction you can't be on your phone you can't like you have no distraction it's just you and so it's like who you are is who comes up in that moment when all those other distractions all those other you know um I guess masks fall off whenever it's just you and yourself like who is that whenever you're completely alone yeah like your true feelings and so when when I was being alone with myself and I realized that to be honest, I realized that for a couple months I have neglected my heart's needs. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, when you get connected to your heart's needs and you have been neglecting your heart for so long, and for some people, this is years. Yeah. And for some people in the church, it's leaders, pastors, like a lot of people in the church have a pro- like have a struggle with this. Because 
they are not connected to themselves and that when emotions come up, like they put logic over it as a protector because of like, oh, if I get too emotional, that means like we're all taught like feelings isn't truth, feelings isn't truth, but feelings is actually still really good realistically to to be aware of yeah well to acknowledge exactly well but i mean literally your brain has basically two parts your logic logic (laughs) your logic and your feelings and they are supposed to be communicating and working together now there are some times where maybe your feelings completely you know put down the phone and don't listen to the logic anymore and maybe there's sometimes where your logic puts down the phone and doesn't listen to your feelings anymore Mm -hmm. so that's when it's out of balance but you were made for your those two things to be working together and communicating like that is the way that you can communicate with your body exactly so it was just kind of like I've seen this in the church so much and it's where like when you're not connected to your heart or what's going on inside you, um, you get burned out so quickly. Like you get very exhausted, you get very tired, and everything just seems like, oh, I don't, was I even meant for this? I don't even want to do this anymore. Or you get so like, oh, they're not listening to me. Like you are so focused on it, like externally what everybody, how everybody is reacting to what you're saying. Or, or reacting or responding from your role or your title. And so when I when I realized that like I was neglecting my heart because one I'll tell you why I was I was neglecting my heart because I didn't want to hear or feel what I knew she was going to say. Yeah. But also, too, like, it takes a lot of energy to, like, actually take care of yourself. Oh, yeah. No, it takes so much energy. And when you first start, it literally feels like so much energy to where you're kind of, like, tired sometimes. I'm like, wow. And you know what? That actually tells me, and I've done this, is because, like, this is the first time I've actually done it. Mm -hmm. Because I put so much energy into other people. That, like, for the first time when I put energy into myself, I'm tired or I'm impatient with myself. So that tells me I, I, I've I never truly loved or um, had grace or been patient with myself. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is a practice and that as time goes on and you put in that practice every day, it, it won't be as much energy as you think. It would just be instinctual. Yeah. So, but I do understand because I know what you're about to say. What? It's like, I do understand the numbing out. Yeah. Sometimes. Because, go ahead. I was going to say, well, but I just mean like, but in that, it is super important. Like, it's easy to show up for yourself whenever you're feeling like, I want to show up for myself today. Like, I'm feeling good. You know, you, you know those days where you just feel energized and good. Those are the easy days to show up for yourself. The mm-hmm. hard times is whenever you're like, I don't want to freaking do this anymore. Like, I don't want to. It's showing up for yourself in that moment is whenever you have breakthrough because it's like, yes, I have just proven myself key. wrong. Like mm-hmm. I showed up for myself even whenever my whole body, my feelings, my behavior was saying no. I was like, but you need this. Like that's when you have breakthrough is whenever you basically like force yourself to show up for yourself in those moments. Because every all the other moments when you're feeling all happy and you have all the serotonin flowing, mm-hmm. that's easy. That is exactly. easy. But that's the thing. Whenever you do show up or listen to your heart and what it's trying to tell you, it's actually one of the hardest, most painful things you will, like, experience because you're literally hearing this little girl who has felt so unloved and so unsafe and scared and just rejected her whole life. Yeah. So it's that deep, deep wound that you haven't acknowledged yet. So, yeah, it's going to be freaking painful. <laughs> like, that's where I was at this week. I, like, I was realizing, like, whenever I was learning all this stuff this week of, like, oh, I matter. I come first. Mm-hmm. I actually need to work on my heart, not because you have a podcast or because you need to eventually speak this in the podcast. Like, no, you just need to work on your heart, Alexis, because you deserve it. Yeah, you're worth it. Exactly. You matter enough Mm -hmm. 
to do that. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's having, it's changing that mindset too of like, you know, like you were talking about, okay, like I'm second, I'm, you know, other needs are more important than my needs. It's it's changing that mindset to know, like, my needs are important, too. Yes. And from that, then I can mm-hmm. attend to and other people's And that God needs. wants to meet those needs in this moment. That's truly what a heart encounter is, an yeah. encounter with your little girl. So when I was sitting there, I was like, oh, now I know why. I've, like, numbed out and not listened to you. And I was brought back to this memory, which actually, Krista, I didn't even, like, tell you this. <laughs> um, because I just literally put it so far back in my memory to where, like, I will never think of this ever again. Right. But obviously, that's not what happens. And here um, we are. <laughs> yeah. But as I was listening to my heart, she was very sad. And... She felt like she didn't matter. She was, honestly, I was reliving a lot of emotions that I have felt a year ago. And, um, and also a couple months ago or a few, I don't really remember how long it's been, but, um, I remember I was flashed back to a memory where the last time I had an encounter with my little girl, it was a few months ago after a conversation with a certain person Mm -hmm. and I was in the car and I was just crying and I could just hear this is when I was still really connected and I could you know heal hear the inner parts of me the inner wounds my heart and um it was saying that there's still hope for me there's still hope there's still redemption Maybe not for that certain situation, but like the redemption, the hope, the hoping for change, the hoping for healing for that person individually and for me was there. And I just screamed in my car and yelled, no, you are not going to believe in this anymore. You're not going to believe in that person. That person is never going to change. Stop hoping. Hoping is stupid. Ooh. Like, I was basically yelling and abusing my heart and yelling at the little girl within me that just wanted to believe that this can be healed or that I could still be healed in this moment. Yeah. That everything was going to be okay. Yeah. And I shut her down and I realized I was like wow that's exactly (laughs) this is so sad that's exactly what my mom and my dad did to me as a little girl so I was literally mirroring what was conditioned what was conditioned of me as I was growing up in my childhood and I was mirroring the type of love that I received when I was a little girl when I had big emotions. Yeah. That is big. That is huge because you don't realize like how many things that you will just kind of like naturally do as an adult that you have seen or learned from your childhood. Mhm. Yeah, and so it was like wow, I I I did that to her. I did that to myself inside. Because I was really hurt and I didn't know how to handle my own pain. And that's exactly what my mom was and what she did. My mom was very hurt and she didn't know how to handle her own pain. So she took it out on me. And so that's exactly what you did to yourself. And that's exactly what I did to myself. Mm -hmm. Or when I felt very big emotions, my dad did not know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And so he thought I was either overreacting or I was stupid. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I mirrored mirrored as well. And I was like, wow, I've been in this constant cycle of abuse in the family or how I grew up because there was abuse in my childhood. And I've been in a cycle which led me into a cycle of abuse in a relationship for the past two years. And then I realized I was in a cycle of abuse within myself and how when pain came up 
or when emotions came up, there's still this part of me that feels shame and feeling pain. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, but I, I've been on here on this podcast and I, I tell people all the time, like, no, like pain is good. It's okay to feel that pain. It's okay to not be okay. But then I realized there's still this little, little belief system in me that like when big emotions come up, when true feelings come up, that's shameful. Yeah. Don't feel those. Don't feel those. To. Move on already. Yeah. But when we're actually doing that, we're neglecting or like I literally said this in the last in the last episode, like we're actually abusing that little girl Yeah. who in reality, we're finally free to choose as an adult, our adult brain can actually choose to reparent ourselves now. Mm-hmm. And when we're mirroring what our parents did to us or what that relationship did to that did to us or what that trauma or experience was like we're mirroring that to our little girl and that's actually not healing us yeah, that's not reparenting that's just doing what yes yeah, so that's before. doing the same cycle and it's going to continue in that cycle so now i'm realizing i'm like oh that's so funny how like i started that feeling came up this week in the car yeah it started in the car in the car and so going back to that little girl of like okay heart what do you need right now in this moment? Or, hey, heart, I just want to give you some space to just say whatever you feel. Like you have freedom to feel whatever you want to express to me, whatever you want to express to God. You have the freedom to be um, emotional. You have the freedom to say whatever you want to say because there's no conditions here. Yeah. And at first, like, I felt this critic inside me of, like, no, I don't trust you. Because obviously, why would the little girl inside me trust me? Because I yelled at her. Yeah. And I, and you know, I, I neglected, neglected her. her. Yeah. And so, and then I thought, I'm like, wow, like, I would have, and I thought of myself as, so I put myself out of the situation. I literally saw myself as a little girl, right? Like, my heart, yeah. I saw my heart as a little girl. And I took myself, my adult self, outside of that. And I looked at myself from a bird's eye view. And I was like, okay, imagine if this was like my niece, Hazel. Or if this was Scotty. Or if this was Chasey. Because we, I know men listen to us too. So when I say little girl, just Little put, boy. Yeah, little boy. Little boy. Little boy. Little and human. Little humans. And so I was like, I would never... And Chasey and Scotty, they have big emotions. So does Hazel. Yeah. Because they're children. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. I would never tell Scotty, or when they do have big emotions, I'd be like, oh, okay, these are big emotions. How do you feel? Tell me what's going on. Can you use your words? Can you talk to me? I want to listen. I want to hear you. Yeah. Those are things you would say to them? Yeah. No, I have said that to them. Exactly. And, And, you know, like... But for boys, and I totally, totally get this, and I feel this for boys and for men, is like they are literally taught from one to two years old that stop crying. Be a man. Go in a corner until you're ready to stop. Like, go into a corner, corner and when you stop crying, then you can come out. Yeah. Like, so we're literally conditioning our men to not feel... To not have emotions from as a l- young little boy. To feel then, shameful for to having same, emotions. Sh- to feel shameful for feeling. Yeah. And then when they go into a relationship or a marriage or have a wife or a girlfriend and those those women have big emotions, it's like, okay, as men, they are going to protect themselves and say to that woman, oh, you're overreacting stop crying or you're you're feeling too much you're being too much you're thinking too much as a way to protect themselves from feeling yeah it's all just a protector it's all just a constant cycle it's a constant cycle but i mean what oh my god what the crazy thing is is like as a kid okay as a kid you sort of get taught okay well what are you feeling like why are you feeling this way but then it's like as an adult like we just feel things and then we still don't name that like we'll name the feeling and say oh I'm sad mm-hmm. but we don't dig deeper okay why am I sad why mm-hmm. did I all of a sudden get this rush of sadness or this rush of anxiety or this rush of grief or this rush of 
whatever negative feeling, we don't actually dive into that like we should, like, like how you do with the kids. You're like, okay, well, why did you feel this way? Like what, what led you to this feeling? Because it starts with a thought or something that could happen. And that's what leads to those Mm -hmm. feelings. And so as adults, like we totally dismiss that too. We don't actually Mm -hmm. think about why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. What is the precursor that caused this feeling, which could be a thought, it could be an action, it could be a smell, it could be a, something you saw. Like, there's so many things that a could A song set. or anything. Yes. Or something you ate or something that you saw on a video. Yeah. So why did that, why did my body react this way to that thing? Exactly. And so when I was picturing myself outside of myself and looking at this little girl, I was like, hey, like, I know you don't trust me and it makes complete sense. I didn't even try to get her to trust me because I think with me, I realized that like I hate feeling obligated and I hate feeling like honestly, I just hate being needed. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather just feel like, can I just be and just be accepted? Mm -hmm. Can I just be Alexis? And just be accepted. Like I don't have to be anything. I don't have to be this leader who says all this best wisdom, smart things. I don't have to be this podcaster who has to say all the right things and into this microphone that's going to lead anybody and everybody to healing. Or and I don't and I don't have to be the greatest friend or I don't have to be the greatest like sister or the greatest daughter. Like can I just be me and that just be enough? Right. And so I know that that's a need inside me. Like I just want to be Alexis and for that to just be enough. Yeah. And, um, and all the glory and all the good, the bad and the ugly, right. <laughs> you know? Right. And so when I saw myself, I was like, I want you to feel safe enough. And if you don't want to talk, that's fine. I just want to be with you. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and be with you. And if you want to be quiet, that's fine. We can sit here in the silence and just, you can be known in the silence. Mm-hmm. And then if you do choose to talk and do want to express things to me, I want you to know that I'm here to listen, not to judge, not to try to fix you, not to try to give you like the best wisdom so we can just be healed all over again. No, just so you can feel and feel known in it and feel like loved. Yeah. And so then she just poor like just so much came out it was like a never-ending river and it hurt it hurt so bad guys it literally got to the wound of like oh this little girl alexis still does not matter she feels like she's not good enough it's a worth thing Thing. yeah it's an identity thing Mm -hmm. but you gave yourself at least that space to finally Mm -hmm. That freedom. Feel and think and and truly exude what your body, your little girl, your little human actually thinks and actually needs and actually Mm -hmm. wants Mm -hmm. instead of just like covering it up with, you know, everyday life things. Yes, exactly. And so, and sometimes like my little girl is just like, can I just have a hug? Yeah. Like, can I just be held? Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to be held. I don't want to be fixed. I don't want you to tell me all the right things or the things that needs to be like I need to know right now I'm self-aware enough to know what I need to do next Mm -hmm. but I just want to be held and accepted in the now and so um and that's when I have like usually an encounter with Jesus and I just picture myself I actually oh yeah I actually did have an encounter where like I always find myself like whenever I'm feeling like that like Like, I have an encounter with Jesus where I'm in a garden, and every time I have an encounter with Jesus, I'm dressed in all white, and I'm just, like, laying in his lap, or just, like, he's holding me, and we're just sitting there in the silence. He's not fixing me. He's not telling me, Alexis, this is what you should and shouldn't do. He's just, like, there to love on me and to accept me. Yeah. And so, I guess, like, that's what we can do as you're, like, as you're listening to this. Like, I want you to picture yourself. Like outside of yourself. I want you to picture your little boy standing in front of you or your little girl standing in front of you. And maybe you tell her, hey, I know I've neglected you for so long. Mm -hmm. 
I know I have, I've chosen not to listen to you because honestly, I'm scared of your pain. I'm scared what it's going to bring up for me. I'm scared that I'm going to feel like a failure or that I'm going to feel like I'm not enough. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm not enough because I struggle with it. Right. I think that's very normal. I think that's makes very, I think that makes sense. But I want you to know, as you're having this encounter, like this is the key to your healing. Yeah. You've also probably spent decades bearing Mm -hmm. all of that and trying not to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you deserve like that little boy in front of you, that cute little precious boy, that beautiful, precious little girl deserves to know that she was loved deserves to know that in that trauma or in that abuse when she was young or when mom and dad didn't listen to her or him or when mom and dad um, said that he was stupid and that he shouldn't have felt what he felt like no he deserved to know right then and then like it's okay to feel this you aren't stupid yeah you're actually really smart right you're actually really you're gonna do great things in life. So maybe you like have that encounter and you get connected to your heart and you say like, Hey, what do you need right now? Do you need to express? Do you need to talk to me? Do you just need to voice out how you're feeling? Do you just need to use your voice right now? Mm-hmm. I wanna give you the freedom and the space to do that. Do you just need me to just sit with you and to be present with you? Okay, I'll just sit here and I'll be present with you. Do you need a hug? Do you need me to hold you? Okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to hold you and I'm going to speak love over you. And I'm going to, and you can even imagine Jesus like holding that little boy or that little girl, accepting you and loving you. I want you to also ask your heart or, or God, you can ask God this actually. I want you to ask God in the midst of this encounter, God, are you pleased with me? Or you can ask him, God, how do you see me? Because in the midst of this encounter, there's great opportunity for identity to be spoken over you. God, how do you feel about me? You can even ask him, like, God, do you even love me? God, do you actually even like me? Because I'm pretty fucked up. Like, I've literally said that. Like, I'm really messed up. And then... God, what is, you can also ask him, God, what is one thing that you love about me? Like, what is one thing that you see in me that you just, like, you know, like, that was from you and you're just proud of me for? And when I would ask myself, when I would ask God these questions, I found that it wasn't just one thing. (laughs) It was many things. And then I also found that all the things that people criticized me about or like for example like my ex would always say Alexis you're too detailed you think so much about the details and it's annoying like it was always burdensome for me to think into the details for you to be mm-hmm. for it to be it felt too much yeah. right but what God told me was like Alexis, I love how you're so creative even in the smallest things. You are so detail-oriented, and it's such a gift. And it's actually a gift that I gave to you. It is a gift. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that about you. Yeah. I love how you can see the details in people's hearts, Mm -hmm. too. So it was very, very healing to hear that when for so long you heard from a, a human being that it was wrong. Right. To look into the details. Yeah. Like, I feel like, because we know that God knows our heart. He knows us. So, it's like, God, show me show me the things that I don't see. Because I don't see it sometimes. Like, I don't feel it because of all the other things that have maybe blinded me from actually seeing what's good about me. Mm-hmm. What do I have to offer? Because I know there's probably several people who have ever, who have felt like, I'm nothing. Like, I don't really matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing that I can really give. And so it's it's reflecting and be like, what do you see that I that I can't like help me help reveal that to me Mm -hmm. so that I can become aware of the gifts or the things that I have been given naturally. Yeah. Or just like who I am so that when I know who I am, anything external isn't affecting me Mm -hmm. like it's not such a puncture 
to my identity yeah. or to who I am or to my emotions. Like, I want to get to a point where, like, if something happens in my external world, it literally goes over my head. I'm like, okay, that's not me. So I'm not affected by what your words are. Exactly. But it's like having that firm, and I know that I've said this before, but having that like strong foundation within yourself, knowing who you are so that whenever there are hurricanes that come from other people or people start throwing rocks at your foundation or they bring a fucking sledgehammer, like you're so strong in that, that that doesn't matter. Like, yes, it probably still hurts, but it's not going to change your foundation that you've already set. And that's what I feel like is, is, is important with what we're saying right now is this Mm -hmm. is helping you set that foundation is getting connected to yourself and figuring out who the hell even is that exactly and that and even in these encounters when you have this you could literally do it in the morning or while you're in the car just anywhere where you have space to just be you Mm -hmm. and to let you feel what you need to feel so truth can come in and that's the thing you'll you'll notice that your heart is actually very very honest yeah would you let it be? <laughs> yes, exactly. And it will tell you what it needs. So it's just figuring out in where your heart feels depleted today and asking questions to help that. Like where, what questions does your heart need truth in? And so like, or saying like, like heart, what do you need today? What do you need from me today? Like, do you need to do something kind for yourself today? You know, just something that will help you get more connected. Do you just need to feel the pain today? Do you just need to cry today? Do you just need to sit here today? Mm-hmm. What do you need? And like, I think one of my favorite questions too is asking God of like, what part of your nature do do I have inside me? Or what part of your nature do I need to like give away today? Or do I, is a gift in me? You know, there's, you know, there's stuff like that. And I want you to like remind yourself, even in the midst of this, is like who you are is actually more important than what you become. Mm -hmm. Like what career you want. And I think it's good to set career goals goals and what you want to be. But who you are is actually more important than that. Yeah. When you set your head down Mm -hmm. on your pillow at the end of the day, like who is that right there? Mm -hmm. Not all the things that you eventually do or be in life. Exactly. And so as when I was having these deep encounters this week, very painful ones, I realized like I felt encouraged because it was actually the key to my healing. Like there's a reason why I'm feeling this a year later. We've talked about this because God wants I'm ready for it. You're either ready for it now because there's this healing part um, that's like truth is going to come in and God's like, okay, you're ready to hear it now. You're ready to hear it. You're ready to feel it because there's actually a safe space now to where you can feel it. And I had to go back to even the girl last year and be like, Alexis, I am so sorry that I put obligations in a title or a position before you. I didn't know that I could put you first. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that like I mattered more than going to a Wednesday night every Wednesday and putting myself in a cycle of anxiety and abuse and neglect from leaders and other people around me. Yeah. You know, I'm so sorry that I didn't leave earlier. Mm-hmm. That and, you stayed. <laughs> yeah, that I stayed in that constant cycle. I am so sorry that I chose that and I thought that was more important what I was doing there was more important than you. And that was not true. It wasn't more important than you. You are, you are more important. You do matter. Oh, so that was really good to like, go back and even like apologize to myself. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some grace for what you did in those moments when you didn't know any better. Exactly. And like, it, it made me feel free to be like, wow, I matter. So you're saying the good, the bad, the ugly Alexis, she still matters. Like, I don't have to be um, this pastor on a platform to matter. I don't have to be this podcast to matter. I don't have to be this leader or this coach or anything that I'm doing right now to matter. No, I just matter alone. Just me, I matter. Just me existing. 
I, I'm worthy and I matter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what every single human wants is they want to be seen. They want to be accepted, the good, mm-hmm. the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And they want to still matter within all of that. I think every single human being wants that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just want to be Alexis. Yeah. Can I just be Alexis? I don't want to have to be somebody else or do something else in order to feel enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very healing. And I just encourage you to do that because when, when we do that, when you get connected to your heart and when you actually listen to what is going on inside you, you're rebuilding a relationship within yourself. Mm-hmm. You're healing that relationship because it's what we say on here. Like you are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. You are. Yeah. And so it's not us making, you know, standing firm on this like you're God and idolizing yourself. No, 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 no. You are a co-creator with God. You are made in the image of God. And God would want you to have a relationship with yourself. Yeah. To the creation that you are. Exactly. Because when you are, you're connected to him. You're having that relationship with him because you are in the image and the likeness of God. So that's what we mean when we say that. You are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with yourself. Yeah. Nobody else. When you start trying to get connected to yourself, you're going to have to give yourself grace and understand Mm -hmm. that I am trying to reconnect with this person that I have shut out for 20 plus years. Yeah. Or however old you are. You know what I mean? However long you've been doing it. And so it's not... A magic pill that all of a sudden, you know, I have this one day of awareness and or a week of awareness or a month where I'm doing really good and like expect things to change. And it, it's not going to be like that. It is like you said earlier, it is a practice. It's a daily thing. And, and it's going to feel a lot of energy at first because you've never done it before. Think of working out like literally the first few weeks of working out. You're freaking tired. Exactly. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so out of shape. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. But as you get acclimated more, your body acclimated more to that practice, it feels much easier. It feels like that daily routine. It feels more a part of you. Yes. But it's also getting over that hump because there's times where it gets hard and you want to give up. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can't give up. Yeah, I was like that this week. I'm like, I can't. I cannot. I cannot. But I, it was the key mm-hmm. to my healing. It was the key to what God wanted to tell me, what God yeah. wanted me to realize. You have to keep pushing through and connecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but also it's okay if you stop for a little bit. Give mm-hmm. yourself grace because not you're human, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like every day, oh, I'm so connected all the time. Like, at some point, you're going to zone out and you're, you're def- defector. What is it? Depleted? Protectors. Your protectors will take over. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Your protectors will take over. And sometimes that looks like protectors like manifest in different ways, yeah, to those be are honest. Sneaky. Those and, like, are sneaky. It manifests differently <laughs> in men and it manifests differently in women. Like, it's just. Like pride is one of them. Ignorance, arrogance is one. Um, Defensive. Yeah, it's just there's so many protectors, which we we should bring that up one day. Anyways, but yeah, it's just you, and that's part of being self aware. What are my protectors? What am I trying to protect myself from? Yeah, and the difference is now is okay. I noticed that I have. I have been doing or living in like a protective state for the last, you know, week or so. Um, But I can stop and realize that instead of being like, oh, it's been years since I've let myself, Mm -hmm. you know, actually think and feel the things Mm -hmm. that I want to think and feel like, like I used to right Mm -hmm. now. It's like, okay, well, at least that, that timeline is getting shorter of whenever Mm -hmm. those protectors will, you know, stay in my home. (laughs) I do want to clarify, like the difference between feeling and crying like people have cried before and cried themselves to cried the, their self to sleep at night, like, mm-hmm. or whenever they're drunk, they cry. Oh, I'm finally feeling now. That is, I want to say that's like. Oh man, how do I um be graceful in this? Okay. I want to say that is not proactive feeling. Okay, hold on, hold on. Here's what I mean, like. Okay, I'm going to feel this. 
I'm going to cry about it because I'm either drunk or I had a bad day and I'm letting all my emotions out. But I don't do anything or I don't take the um, steps to get to, okay, why am I feeling this way? Okay, what is what is that wound in it? Like the self-awareness questions of like, where is this coming from? How long have I felt this before? How can I get connected and get connected to God's love through this? You just cry and then you just go to bed and act like it never happened before. Exactly. I mean, and that, that's and, something we don't want you to do. Yeah. We want you to have an encounter with your heart and, and with God. And that's what I feel like we're, we're trying to say is, is you're human. So you're going to have feelings. The difference between being self-aware and not being self-aware is asking yourself those questions. You feeling those feelings because you're going to feel it anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. But then afterwards being like, why did I have that big emotion? what was happening within me that made me feel that way. That is, that is the key. That is what, if you take anything out of this episode, that's what you should take out Mm -hmm. is when you have those feelings, ask yourself why, (laughs) Yeah. why, 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 why? Don't just, don't just cry and be like, okay, I felt that's good. Okay. I released it. Okay. I cried. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) No, now actually like get to the root of it and figure out, okay, well, well, what caused that to happen? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Is this actually my little girl or my little boy crying out to be heard? Because I guarantee. Cause that's what it is. Yes, because I guarantee the more you ask yourselves those questions, the more you'll start to realize a pattern and the more you'll start to realize, okay, this is a deep wound that I've had set in myself because this keeps coming up. I keep feeling this way when yeah. this happens. And I only know that because I keep asking myself those questions of why am I feeling this way at this certain time? Exactly. And I've noticed now that I've been in this practice, I notice when somebody else's little girl or little boy is crying out, Mm -hmm. but it's manifested into destruction or unhealthy cycles. And I'm like, wow, you're literally like on survival mode right now because your little boy has been crying out to you for years, but you've been ignoring it. So you're making very destructive decisions because you're not hearing your little boy. So now your little boy is making destructive decisions. I will say external world. Yeah. And I will say like becoming self-aware and asking myself those questions, just like you said, now I can see other people like, and, and what they're doing in order to protect themselves. That's where a lot of my empathy also has come from is because I'm like, I see you, I see what you're trying to do and you don't even know it yet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or like you're a little girl who has felt rejected her whole life and it is coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like that has helped me with that whole empathy piece and being like, I'm not even mad. Mm -hmm. I know why you're doing it. I'm not taking it personally because I know that you're hurt still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a, honestly, that's a character trait knowing that like you've healed from a lot of things and you're self-aware enough and you have been filled with identity and purpose and you have a powerful mindset now to where like other people's actions isn't really a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. Yeah. I'm telling you y'all like it is hard as shit it is hard but we've said this several times it is so rewarding like oh yeah it is so rewarding to know yourself it is so rewarding to feel at home with yourself Mm -hmm. it is so rewarding to have a relationship Mm -hmm. with yourself it is so rewarding to not feel like a stranger in your own body Mm -hmm. to not actually know who you are like it is so rewarding and and i've said this I've said this before, but I really would go through all that pain again, all those crying, crying myself to sleep if it meant that I would be here where I am right now Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't want to be asleep anymore. Like I wouldn't want to live that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the thing as, as you continue to do that, you will find yourself gaining a lot of respect and worth. Mm -hmm. You'll actually find yourself, um, having the character trait of honor integrity honoring yourself honoring others having respect and integrity for anything that you do in your life like it will build grit it will build character like this is good for you Mm -hmm. I want to I don't know I feel like for the past couple weeks I've seen stuff on like Facebook or something and it just like speaks to me and I'm like you know what I needed to hear that this week Mm -hmm. and so one thing that I saw is it says staying positive doesn't mean that you have to be happy all the time. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, it just means that even on those hard days, you know that there are better days. And so it spoke to me because I was like, oh my God, I can apply to this to so many different areas in my life. Like I can apply this to not even just thinking positively. I can apply this to, okay, I'm going to have days where I'm super Mm self-aware, you know what I mean? And I'm going to have days that are harder than others. There's going to be days like we've talked about, like I want to just shut out, but I feel like showing up for yourself is that action of like staying positive, like showing up for yourself still is the key to being able to be successful in, in this whole process. Exactly. Like healthy actually doesn't mean happy. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm happy 24 seven. My life is good 24 seven. I'm not walking around like, yes, I'm so self-aware all the time. Like my (laughs) shit is finally together 24 seven. Like, no, it, it doesn't mean that. It means that when things get, you know, when things come up or when pain comes up, I'm self-aware enough to know, or I'm so in tune with myself now to where like, I have accepted the fact that when things come up or when pain comes up, I know I can conquer it. Yeah. I know that it won't take me out. I know that I got this mm-hmm. and that I'm capable and that I'm powerful into making any decision that throws that comes my way. Exactly. It's, and I can respond not out of emotion or reactiveness, even though when emotion comes up, I will allow myself to feel it. Right. But I will just respond with like, who am I? Who is Alexis? This is my identity. I'm not going to let this shake me. Mm -hmm. This is not going to tear up my inner world. Like, no, I can handle this and I can handle this with God and I'm going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. And another one that I want to share just because I think it's so good. um, And we've touched on it a couple of times. We said, um, so this says, when you fully understand how often people cope with their own insecurities, fear and unresolved issues, by projecting negativity onto you, you'll quickly learn not to take the things they say or do to heart. Those are their issues. Don't give them permission to make them yours. Amen. Right? Oh, I like, need to hear that. I know. I'm just like, you need those constant reminders of like, the things that people do is not a reflection of you. It is not you. Do not carry that burden. Yeah. Don't make it as if like, oh, what they did, it means I don't matter. Mm -hmm. Because I've literally had to tell myself that this week. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you do matter. Like, those actions, his actions, it doesn't, it's not your identity. Newsflash, you're the writer of the narrative, Mm -hmm. so you get to choose. Mm -hmm. Don't let other people choose. Yeah. Like, it does not define your worth. It really, it really doesn't. It defines what they think about their own worth when they do that. Exactly. Y'all, there's so much good stuff whenever you just put all this energy into yourself and you become Mm self-aware and at least try, at least try. If you try the first time, it doesn't work. Try again. Yeah. Do it again. Try it again. Do something different. Just keep trying to show up for yourself. And I want to encourage you to, if you find yourself trying to do these encounters because you feel inspired when you listen to this episode, I want you to know that like God literally is the creator of your imagination. So... God lives in your imagination. So whatever pops up in your mind when it's good, when it's when it's pure, when it's beautiful, like that's God. Like God's heart. And maybe that's going on a journey of what God's heart is if you don't know that yet. Um but God lives in your imagination. So Whenever those encounters come up, the first thing that comes to your mind that you know would be from God, not the people that you put the face onto God, mm-hmm. not the church person who hurt you. I'm talking about God, mm-hmm. the goodness of him. That is the encounter that God wants to come in to you and to have like that little girl be held and loved or that little boy be known that he can cry that he is smart he's not stupid that he is capable he is powerful so yeah I just encourage you we challenge you to have those encounters to ask those questions to your heart or whatever your heart needs to hear or whatever your heart needs to ask just ask it Mm -hmm. because it's going to be very healing it's going to be you're going to realize so much growth from it yeah and if you're afraid I challenge you to push through that that yeah fear it's okay to be scared it's really okay to be scared but don't let that um you have to conquer that fear don't Mm -hmm. let it conquer you exactly exactly all right guys we love you and you. you got this you got this we believe in you 
Yes. One day at a time. One day at a time. Be kind to yourself. Don't mirror the love that your mom and dad mirrored to you. Yeah. Okay? Unless it's good. Yeah, unless it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, parents aren't perfect. So, yeah. You know, decipher that. But, yeah, you don't don't continue to abuse yourself or neglect yourself anymore. Yeah. You deserve better. You matter. You matter. You are valued and you are loved and you are seen and you are known. And you're worthy. Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, love y'all. Bye. Bye.